The following content was created for niggas by niggas. Start the show. Might as well tell them up front. Might as well let them know. Ain't no, ain't no use, ain't no use fighting it. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I was not ready for Blade Runner twenty forty nine to make its appearance in twenty twenty. My God, <laughs> just, just all, just all on the West Coast, just all fucked up. The Shit. West Coast is on fire, and the the Gulf Coast is. A, a hurricane zone yeah climate change is a hoax <laughs> <laughs> it's some real shit but uh, gender reveal parties are real gender reveal parties are real and set and literally setting the west coast on fire let me let me tell you something about gender reveal parties stop it this is a sign this is a sign yeah from the 2020 gods cause I don't know what the gods prior to 2020 we're doing i don't know what the i don't know what the gods are gonna look like after 2020 but these new niggas are trying to tell y'all to cut the shit well they've been every year they've been kind of reminding them because i think the big one from last year was started by some dude who set off explosives yeah for a gender reveal party a gender reveal part first of all gender reveal parties are the goofiest shit you mean y'all want too much so you mean to tell me i gotta get you a present when you get married I gotta get you a present when you tell us that you're having a baby, mm. and now I gotta get you a present when you tell for you to tell us what the sex of the baby is. I'm telling you, man. At some point, like we're gonna have to start giving people conception presents. Like as soon as you bust in them, I busted last night. Oh shit! Let me catch up you, man. Look, y'all need new friends. That and and because anybody that that subjects me to a gender reveal party is not somebody I'm supposed to be hanging out with. Well, Y'all need new friends. Their friends are other people who conduct gender reveal gender parties. Gender reveal parties. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah. Let me tell you something. And let me tell you something else about uh, this gender reveal bullshit. I have watched enough reality TV in my time mm-hmm. that, I re- that I know that there are gender reveal parties, actual gender reveal parties, where people keep the sex of the baby from themselves. <laughs> yeah. They find out, and when it's not what they wanted, mm. they're mad at their party. That they made you come to. Uh, help me. Help me. Help me understand that shit. Because you guess what, guys? The internet is not written in pencil. It's not. At some point, you are going to have to answer for that. At some point, somebody's going to see that online. And remember that you, that you didn't want them as they came out of your body how do you explain that to your to your son or daughter well we 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 weren't looking at the time but you were just an unexpected blessing remember remember when all you had to worry about was letting it slip that you didn't want the kid i'm just saying and 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 guess what i'm gonna do you i'm gonna do you a worse one the same the same people that want you to come to their gender reveal party and want you to sell and want you to celebrate them knowing what sex their baby is mm-hmm. are the same motherfuckers that will not click the link in your bio. 
and will call you a sound a shiftless SoundCloud rapper. Ooh. As if that's an insult. Ooh. Are the same ones that won't share your business. Mm. That won't share your new business. I'm just saying, the same people that won't buy your merch. But they no, de- that's not a personal jab. But they want you to they definitely want you to show up and pop that balloon with that blue powder in it. With the blue powder in it. Shit getting all over your face what and shit. What kind of powder is that? Y'all don't know if that's flammable or what. Y'all just put some random shit in a balloon. Y'all paid a y'all paid a party organizer for that shit. Some balloons with powder in it. I can do that. I can I just, do that. I can just throw I the powder I'm, in your face. I see I'm leaving money on the table. Maybe I will buy one of these LLCs like Rise and Grind Twitter wants me to do. Look, advertising now, and we'll we'll put a link on the merch site. Opinions while black gender reveal parties. <laughs> We get to uh, pop the balloon and pass judgment. <laughs> it is episode one hundred and five. It is. Uh, that's a that's a nice round number. It's a, it's a good accomplishment. It's a number. It's a it's definitely got three digits in it. Yeah, we're happy about the, we're happy about being in the three digits. Um, how was your week, man? Uh, without saying too much, man, it was it was it was long. The last two weeks have been pretty long. So, I bet. So you know. Uh, I have to apologize to everyone out there for the for the lack of merch launches for the last couple of weeks. That's been on me, but um, we'll make up for it this week. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And let me tell you something else. Without giving up too much information about Randall's situation or his profession, let me just say some of the reopening y'all want to do. And I'm talking about people in positions. To reopen things. Mm-hmm. Some of the things y'all want to do so badly. Maybe even some of the things that we need. In society. We're not ready for. At, at all. We're not ready for whatsoever. And we're not re- we're not set up properly. To do at home. Yet. And I know everybody's trying. Uh, is quick to want to do these things. Because we don't want to. Face the fact that. This COVID era might go on longer. Than we want. Because y'all don't know how to sit the fuck down. Um, but I just saw Sylvester Turner, uh, he, the mayor of Houston, in his infinite fucking wisdom, uh, talking about slowly going towards uh, doing uh, fucking public events. Public events and public outings and gatherings. Don't even know why you gotta waste your time with that. People already doing that shit, bro. It is brunch time as we're recording this. I guarantee you all the brunch spots are packed to the fucking gills. Mm. Last week, Chapman and Kirby? Yeah. Not a mask in sight. Mm. No distancing whatsoever. Shout out to GT not wearing a mask. They dragged him. He put on a mask eventually, but, I mean, you know, damage done. Um, All I'm saying is... We're not. There's a lot of shit we're not ready for, and there's not, and there's a lot of shit that we're not looking at properly because we want to rush it. And and and, and our officials aren't slick. They want to go back. I, they want they want to ease us into a reopening for Christmas. Oh yeah, I, I'm telling you, Black Friday is gonna Black Friday is gonna be like unlike any you've ever seen. Unlike- Ain't nobody wearing a mask to go fight people hmm. in Walmart. They, people can't even people can't even wear masks and keep themselves from catching COVID at places that they want to be at. 
that they give a fuck about. Nobody gives a fuck about Walmart. Or the people that work there. Nobody gives a... I'm, I'm convinced. People just... People are selfish and don't give a fuck about nothing but themselves. Don't give a fuck about each other. Absolutely. It's it's going crazy. It's off the fucking rails. And all because y'all niggas can't sit down. And y'all, y'all just have to be up under each other smoking hookah at two o'clock in the afternoon. Dude, that shit. I mean, you can go, you can go to each other's houses and do that. Because the thing is, most of the video clips I see of y'all at clubs is just like six of y'all and the bartender sitting at the table, staring at your phone. Yeah, I mean, again, you can do that same shit at home in your backyard. Same people, same drinks. You don't have to. You don't have to touch niggas you don't know. And go judge people for not wearing masks. They weren't even pretending to wear masks. Nah. They didn't even have the shit like around their necks like they walked in with the shit on. Right. They were just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't give a fuck. This shit gonna, I'm telling you, this shit going to be a zombie movie in December. Let's go. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Shit. Um, uh, I did kind of open up on a humans ain't shit vibe. Uh, but I do like to start this program with love. And I wanted to send flowers to Naomi Osaka. Mm, shout out, shout out. Who won her second U.S. Open title. And third uh, Grand Slam. Third Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, first woman in 26 years Damn. to win a U.S. Open final after losing the first set. Mm. That's, how, that's, how, that's how slick the comeback is. That's the comeback right there. Um, I love that she's only 22. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. And she was woke the whole time. She had seven masks with seven names. I know Breonna Taylor was one. Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice was another. A few other ones. A few other ones. I know she had uh, YBN Corday in the stands <laughs> shouting her out. Support hey, that woman. Somebody got to get paid. <laughs> he ain't got shit to do right now. <laughs> uh, so shout out to her. Um, cheers to that. Humans ain't shit. I'm going to keep short and sweet. Uh, leave Andrew Gillum alone. Still messing with him? So he had to do a. He did an interview uh, with no, it wasn't Gail King. It was uh, Tamron Hall. Uh, she uh, he did a he did an interview where he was explaining kind of the nature of what was taking place that night where they found him wasted. Um. He was explaining that he was not there. He was meeting a friend. He was not there meeting a male escort. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of events were kind of a blur. And I can imagine. I, I bet. <laughs> when you get caught out there like that, I'm sure. He was like, I sell those pictures. I don't even recognize that nigga, man. I don't, I, you know. And and look, not, he was not charged with anything. There was nothing to charge him with. There were no illegal substances. Um, from what I can tell, everything was consensual. Uh, we haven't heard that the gentleman didn't want to be there. Um, he just he just got caught out there. <laughs> he just got caught out there having too good a fucking time, which happens all the time. This is most of my twenties, and a good at least the start of my thirties. Um, y'all, Andrew Gill and there are much worse. Fish to fry. There are actual pedophiles. There are in, in DC pedophiles in Washington. In the White House. <laughs> um, 
there are people. I mean, there was a whole. I remember there was a whole run of people, usually Trump supporters, that got caught out there with underage um, interns mm. or whatever you want to call them. Um, Andrew Gillum wasn't doing none of that. Nope. Andrew Gillum just was guilty of having too good a time in Florida. Yeah. And who hasn't had too good a time in Florida? Leave that man alone. Mind your fucking business. He he really shouldn't have to explain none of that shit to us. It happened. It's over. And you know, even the even the moral value people and all that shit, he don't owe them shit either. Y'all voted for him for what he can do for the community, not not whether or not he can hold his liquor. <laughs> Leave man alone. Leave Andrew Gillum alone. Appreciate his lineup. Best lineup I've ever seen on a black man in in, in politics yeah. on the Beltway ever. Yeah, they all all the rest of them, you know, they know their hairline wax, so they go and just shave it bald, <laughs> like that corny ass, uh, like that corny ass. What's his name? Attorney General. You can tell he used to have a mm-hmm. whack ass shape up back in the day. Didn't fit the contour of his head or nothing. You know, he got that Wayne's head. <laughs> You know, all all politicians and all uh, dudes who don't have black friends and date white women usually have that Zach the Black Ranger shape up. <laughs> Damn. When you try to hit that shit up with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you need a Jamal. You need a Jamal. Jamal wouldn't let that shit go down at all. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, hey fam. My cousin cut hair, bro. Bro, I mean, I can't, I can't let you go out there looking like that, bro. You over there? You go? You go into supercuts with Jose Canseco over there, man. Fuck man, that shit. On the cool, man. You know, you know. I mean, you might be tripping, but you know, some hoes watch this too, man. I'm just saying, bro. I I don't want to see you go out like this. You know, you holding it down for us on on TV, man. You a black superhero and shit. I'm saying you, they, they, you don't have them thinking niggas in space, man. Can't get no tight fades, bro. Man, catching no hoes, man. I don't know what to tell you, bro. They must not have no hoes in the Power Rangers, man. <laughs> What's up with that the, the the yellow shorty? She, I, right? She got a she got she got she got she got some ass, bro. I'm just saying, bro. You out here looking like I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying you could be pulling right now, man. You got to use you got to use the power, bro. Let me let me bro. Let me just let me just hit you with the straight razor real quick. At least you it'll be better saying? than this, man. Every nigga you every nigga you know either got somebody that they know cut hair, or they got somebody, or or they or they just happen to have a. a they just happen to have some clippers in the car. Just got some. For no reason at all. By the way, uh, that was another edition of Nigga Peace Theater. Uh, definitely turn up for that. Um, song of the week. Song of the week. We're going to slow it down a little bit, man. You know, fall is right around the corner. Hopefully a cool front. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully a cool front within the next <laughs> two weeks. Shit. <laughs> um... This is To Me by Alina Baraz. Uh, so go ahead and get yourself comfortable. Pour yourself something. We're going to have a good episode, man. And we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
You know, you know, I like to sometimes like to play the sleepy Janae Iko type shit. That's a nice little, nice little, nice little, nice little nice ditty. Little, nice little melody, you know. You know, just sometimes you need just you and the guitar, you know. Um, let's see what's going on in the news, man. Oh, uh, by the way, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, um, go to your search engine 
on Spotify or Apple and type Opinions While Black Featured Music mm. and you will find a playlist with all the songs you hear on this program. Uh, we got Alita Baraz, we got Summer Walker, we got Sabrina Claudio, Lucky Day, uh, even Ill Manor Media's own Radio Galaxy. Yes, sir. Um, so shout, uh, shout out to AA Ron for the um, for the Apple playlist. Yeah, he put the yeah he put that shit together. I you know I I don't I don't have an Apple account of any kind. I don't fuck with Apple, and uh, you know people have been asking where else that playlist was going to be, and sure enough, AA Ron yeah uh, replicated over a hundred songs. By the way, I, I I I ran into him the other day. Okay. And he did have one ask. Okay, yeah. Next time you make a batch of the whiskey lemonade. <laughs> break him off something? Break him off something. I got him. I got him. Okay. I got him. That's one okay. of our that's okay. one of our upper echelon uh members of yeah. Team Opinions While Black, yeah. Team Oz. Um definitely appreciate him. So shout out to you. Uh let's see what's going on here. Uh oh. Now this is not on the list, but I just have to open up with how ridiculous this is. Okay. So Summer Walker and London on the track broke up. Oh, Not shocking. Done this before. But I was surprised to see that the actual headline, the news story, was that they had unfollowed each other on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hey. That's news now. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't at, at all. I don't know why. And I certainly don't know why with Summer in London because apparently they follow each other again. They got back together. This all happened in the same, oh, three days, by the way. I, look, y'all, word of advice. Word of advice. Keep, keep your relationships off social media to begin with. That way you don't have to go back and do a lot of editing and shit that you don't really need to do. Right. Because I've seen plenty of y'all plenty of y'all when things are good y'all fill up your timelines with each other and then when y'all break up you gotta spend the next 48 hours going through and deleting those posts on instagram one by one then you gotta figure out which ones you want to keep because damn it i was actually cute and all my all my friends were in this photo with me even though he was a buster at the time but shit yeah i gotta keep that one but that's way down and then some of y'all just give up like two-thirds of the way down like fuck it nobody's gonna scroll well, down ain't nobody looking anyway. at this shit but I- then it, it gets even more awkward we all get back together and you just like well shit i'm not gonna put the photos up this time that's too much work and it's twice and let me tell you from experience it's twice as awkward when you were out there talking shit because mm. let me tell you something i had a i had a bad falling out uh with a a former fling i guess you could say a former lover and uh let me tell you something we were hot and heavy and there was no secret of what was happening with us and when that shit ended, and she was she was trying to pretend that she was prim and proper for the new nigga, um, and trying to delete all traces and all that shit. Uh, one of our one of my friends that was a mutual friend of ours was looking through her pictures, semi recent. Now this happened back in like 2012, and was looking through her pictures, and. There was a picture of her wearing my uh, Superman T-shirt that I that that I very notably wore at a lot of my poetry shows. Mm-hmm. 
And it was already drama because, you know, everybody was like, because she tried to act, she tried to act like we weren't what we were at the time. And it was like, really? The nigga who's, who's, who's lap you was sitting on looking at other broads crazy? Mm. And I just remember that picture coming up. Because you know when somebody comments on it, it shows back up in the timeline. Yep. Sure enough, it's her wearing my shirt. And somebody, and two or three people come, and somebody comments, oh, really? And they were like, there was a bunch of likes on it. Like, oh, let's, let's hear this one. <laughs> And she had some bullshit. She came up with some bullshit to say. But let me just say, when you don't announce all your shit on social media, makes it easy for some of you lying, some of you lying snake motherfuckers to cover your tracks. I'm just saying, man, if you don't put the tracks out there, they can't follow them up. You know, women always get mad because men don't acknowledge them on social media. By the way, that's a co-ed sport. Because some of y'all women don't acknowledge the niggas you fuck with on social media either. Mm. Um, if you're not being acknowledged on social media, that's why. That's one of the reasons. So I don't have to play cleanup later. Mm. 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 And I don't have to explain every fucking post and every picture involving you later. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that's just cute because we like to watch it. In the public arena with Summer and London and people like that and Chris Brown who just will not leave Karuchi the fuck alone. Um, but keep that shit to yourself, fam. Keep that shit to yourself. I agree. And on the and you know what? I'm gonna say this real quick. On the other side of that spectrum, y'all that have to let us know every week how secret you're keeping your nigga. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about that either. We stop caring. As soon as the first time you mentioned it. I'm hiding my nigga from you hoes. They don't care. They really don't. They don't care that you that that you pulled you pulled the nigga with the tight shirt and the eyebrows who was the best looking nigga at T Mobile on Kirby. Nobody cares. But also don't come crying when that shit falls apart. <laughs> right. Most importantly. You what happened? What nigga? Exactly. I have no idea what to tell you. Shit was a secret. And this is coming from a very secretive person, by the way. I'm just like, yeah, you know, if you if you pride yourself in people not being in your business, then keep people out of your fucking business. Don't bring them in your business when the shit is over. You know, uh, so you know, just uh, share what you want, but you don't have to share everything. And don't be surprised when some shit you shared, somebody remembered it. Right. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Just a little advice from some niggas that don't know shit. Um, what else is going on out here? Oh. So, cool thing in movies, Idris Elba, um, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. Regina King, mm-hmm. and Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors yeah. are all going to be in this Western movie on Netflix called The Harder They Fall. First of all, that's a hard-ass title. The Harder They Fall. That's a hard ass old school Clint Eastwood sounding ass title. I love it. As a nigga that loves westerns, that's a hard ass title. Second of all, I'm I'm happy about this for for a couple of reasons. One, I'm glad that westerns are still in fashion, or that somebody's trying to keep the western genre alive. Um, two, I'm glad we got some black westerns out there because what was the one that had. Uh, like Erica Badu and some other black folks in it. 
the one is it the one with Lisa Ray in it? Probably so. Uh, I forgot what it's called, Deadly Roses or some shit. It was stupid. That's probably why I forgot about it because it's stupid. I do remember the one with Mario Van Peebles, Posse. Hey, that shit was lit. We got to see Sally Richardson. I was there, now. There was I was watching an African joint the other day, um, called uh, Five Fingers for Marseille, where it's not exactly a western, but it's very much done in western style. They die by dawn. They die by dawn. Yeah, that's what it was called. Sorry, that yeah. shit was crazy. Never saw it. Uh, Wesley Snipes and that shit Gallo Walkers I think Michael when C. Williams was, was trying to pay back the IRS yeah it didn't work um yeah Five Fingers from Marseille was kind of lit okay um you know they, it was a it, it, it was it was it was yeah it was done in that lone gunman with a mysterious past kind of vibe mm-hmm. um I gotta start watching more African flicks man it, it was that was lit um, but I, but yes, I am happy that westerns are still here, and that black westerns are coming into fashion because, for a while, I thought the western genre was gonna die, because you know the more you get away from certain eras and certain periods, mm-hmm. and the people that know something about those periods, the less you're gonna see of them represented. Yeah, you know, um, as we're getting further away from you know that kind of frontier vibe. You know, there's not going to be a lot of those kind of westerns. True. Um, you know, the last people I remember doing a real lit western was the Coen Brothers. Oh yeah. You know, they did True Grit. Yeah. They did shit like No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. That was their vibe. Yep. Um, there's not a lot of people out there trying to make those stories, so I'm glad to see that that's still represented out there. Because we're in an era now where a period piece is like the '80s and '90s. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the period piece for 2020. <laughs> In, in 2050. <laughs> now that shit gonna be crazy. Dystopian like a <laughs> It'll be the first dystopian fiction that took place in the past. But what you know what? But you know what? We don't even have to wait. Because Hollywood is not waiting. That was another thing I wanted to talk about. Did you see that commercial for that shit called Love in the Time of Corona? I saw some dumb shit like that. That's some goofy ass shit. I didn't watch it because that's... That's nasty. I'm about to explain why. But that man, fuck out of here. And and now Anne Hathaway is getting signed to do a rom com with that takes place, I guess, now and COVID mm. is the backdrop. Y'all, how does the story end? <laughs> how are you writing the story when you don't even know how the story ends? Here's my thing. You can't write first of all, you can't write a period piece. Everybody wants to be the first to write some to be in or write some groundbreaking period piece y'all let me explain it like this we're not out of this period yet and we don't have enough proper context to know people are still dying we don't even know what stage of the period we're in now despite what some people are convinced of at brunch despite what your officials may make it sound like this pandemic is not over. Not by a long shot. Uh, partially because you motherfuckers can't sit down. I can't stress that enough. But. It's insensitive and gross. 
when people are still dying, when we don't have a solution for this shit, to be pouring money into telling that kind of story. Also, it just seems mad depressing. Like, all, all my friends who are dating right now say that outside of it already being a shit show to date people. God, yeah, absolutely. Dating people in the era of COVID is, is just abysmal. We're, we're all we're all relegated to Zoom titties. Who wants Zoom titties, man? This is this should be what, this should really be further accepted no, for y'all. To I was sit gonna down. say, are you are but are you going to turn it down? No. Okay. Absolutely not. If that's if that's the only option you have, then I can understand. You know, Zoom titties are better than no titties. This is true. Zoom titties are always better than no titties. New shirt. Shout to all the Zoom titties out there, OnlyFans. New shirt design. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> you motherfuckers better not steal it. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. Zoom titties are better than um, no titties. And and I understand the need to keep generating content. You know, catfish, catfish all season. Those of you that that follow me on Twitter know I I live tweet catfish. Catfish has been doing exclusively Zoom episodes. Which have actually been pretty good because they kind of stick to their formula. Uh, I'm not. Uh, for those of you who are wondering about the live tweets, I'm not watching Ghosted. <laughs> I never liked that premise before, and those hosts look so contrived and and just thrown together like Terrence J and Roxy type shit. I always call that era of 106 and Park just so disingenuous because mm. AJ and Free had a real rapport. And everybody after them just felt forced together. That's what the cast of Ghosted looks like. Y'all can't recreate Neve and Max. What is it about? Is it about people who contacted people and all of a sudden people disappeared on them? People disappeared and people ghosted and they, they, much like Catfish, they investigate to see what happened to those people and why. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. If you don't want to fuck with me, fuck you. (laughs) Um... And some of the some of the cases be a little extreme, but a lot of y'all a lot of y'all never live in the era where you had to pull numbers. Fam. And you dial that number. And it's the wrong number. And you get like a, a car dealership or some shit. Oh re- rejection hotline? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'm just saying. Y'all don't know what ghosting is. Y'all yeah, they don't know about that. Um So I understand the need to generate new content. But the problem is um, at the cost of sensitivity, and at the cost of it just feeling forced. Yeah, like, like because obviously we can't all just sit around and watch reruns for a year. Nope, nobody's gonna do that, especially when we have to be in the house constantly. Um, so yes, I am for new content being out there, but y'all gotta get a little more creative than that, man. Love in the time of Corona. How's that shit end? How's that shit end? I'm just saying, like, like, like all the little teen movies now, where they gotta have the, and it, I, y'all were priming up for this. All the little teen movies where what's her name, where Rue from The Hunger Games is in love with somebody in a bubble, or in love with somebody that can't touch people or some shit. Y'all should really write us and tell y'all what your what your dating experiences are like right now. I really want to know. I want to understand who's dating in the COVID era, how they're dating in the COVID era. And, uh, and are, what, there, are there coded messages to Rihanna? And are there coded messages to Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I want to understand how dating works. You know, Courtney uh, uh, of formerly of Click the Comments, mm-hmm. who is getting married, by the way, who is getting married in the COVID era. Congratulations. Congrats. I'll be there. Um, she was telling me, she was like, you know, this would be a really good time to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. This would be a really good time to, to really spend that spend that time focusing on someone. Um, as much as I love Courtney, as much as I love that she's found her special someone, they look they look amazing, so cute together. I'm a different kind of nigga. Uh, my love language is titties. Another shirt design. <laughs> My love, my love language is titties, and I don't literally mean that. But my love language, but when I say my love language, there's some people that don't do well remotely. This is why I don't like talking on the fucking phone. I'm a texter, and even then, if you want to meet up, just tell just you're getting off work. Just tell me you want to meet up, and I'll do that. I don't like talking on the fucking phone for hours. I don't like that shit. The most, the closest I get to talking on the phone is playing Call of Duty with the guys, yeah. and even and even that's a that's a that's a test for an introvert. As a fully realized adult, I am, I am, I I spend the least amount of time communicating with people through a voice phone call. I will text. I usually text to get to the point where we meet up somewhere and talk in person. Right. But I, I know that, you know, things are different right now for people. That's not always possible, correct. And sometimes you just have to pull out your titties on Zoom. Zoom titties, right. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the con- I just don't like the idea of us acclimating to something that we have the power to fix. True. And that's that's a very good point to make. Like and you that, guys are basically, and and, and I, I think I saw a headline earlier in the week that just that said that basically the U.S. has just decided, instead of fighting COVID, we're just going to accept the fact we're just going to live with that it. It's here, and we're just like fuck it. I mean, we've done it before. This is what we do. West Nile. Remember when West Nile was out there? A little bit different. Yeah, well, a, a little lot bit different. different. But still. yeah, I mean, yeah, quite a bit different. That was that was mosquitoes fucking with us. Um, you know, swine flu, all that shit. Uh, uh, bird flu, all that. Um. We all and Chris Rock said it. We just learn to live with shit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we should be learning to live with this. And I think part of it. And I think part of the reason dating is sounds so strange to me is because with all the joblessness, particularly for me, I got money. I'm fine, but not having a job, not knowing what next year is going to look like, not having insurance, which a lot of people are going through right now. There's an added anxiety with that. And I gotta add, getting to know somebody and keeping up and and regularly keeping up with somebody and you know being presentable and all that shit for somebody, all on a regular basis on top of my existing anxiety about the world, I just can't imagine it. And I can, so I can't imagine how we're making rom coms in the COVID era mm. when we don't know how this shit's gonna go because this shit could very well get worse. You know they. You know they don't. They don't talk about Doctor Fauci a lot anymore. But he was trying to tell y'all that this shit could get worse. We still don't even know if we've gotten through the first wave yet. <laughs> we are. We are barely in human trials of the vaccine. Did you? Did you see? 
and we don't want to spend too much time on this because we know y'all don't come to us for this. But have you seen where they say that the black that there's there's not a large black representation at the human trials for the COVID vaccine? There's not gonna be. There's not going to be because well, first of all, y'all, besides racism, uh, second of all, we're gonna let y'all try that shit first. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We waiting on you white people to do. We don't even. Let me tell you. We don't even get the first iPhones. Mm-mm. We remember the Tuskegee experiment, <laughs> right? And since then, we're like, no. Nah, let me see what you do. Exactly. Niggas, the, the new iPhones coming out. Niggas gonna niggas gonna wait three months on that. Yeah, shit, I am. I'm now, off. now when they when they drop this PS Five pre order, day one. Day one, I'm I, all over that. I've already entered my name into something for that shit. Yeah, yeah, I sent you the link. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, that shit can blow up. First day, I don't care. Yeah, real talk. I got this shit. I got to have that. And they and they released a, a whole bunch of the names, of a whole bunch of games. You see, okay, so and this is not on the list either. <laughs> did you see where they released the price for the Xbox? I did, but I didn't pay attention to it because I'm team PlayStation all day. Oh, I see what y'all trying to do. That's suck your dick prices. I see what y'all trying to do. That's that's come on, please buy this. I'll suck your dick prices. Yeah, that's what that is. They 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 putting crack prices on the Xbox trying to compete. Yeah, because PlayStation got all this hype. That's one of those. I know you're gonna get a PlayStation. Just go and get one of these too. And and I was tempted. If I gave a fuck about anything that happens on an Xbox, I was tempted. I was gonna. I'm gonna be one of them niggas where my man cave has. You know they have like the systems on top of each other mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, that's what my shit's turned into. It's about to, because uh, PS4 is still gonna be active. Yeah, and they porting all the games that I play are gonna end up ported over there. Yeah, Cyberpunk is right on the edge of releasing right next to the mm. PS5. The new Call of Duty is gonna port over. Uh, I think they're doing a free port over to the next system. Damn. So. Look, I went ahead. I went ahead and bypassed the PS4 altogether because I wanted to get my life together. As you can see, that PS3 is still hooked I up see. down there, looking very, it's, it's looking very clean it's and still unused, very clean and unused. And I, I bypassed the entire PS4 era because I needed to get my life together. Um, with the PS5, I'm willing to throw my life away again. Real talk. Let's go. Real talk. That we might have, we we might have to take off that week. Might <laughs> let me get a let me get a pre order confirmation. Let me get a tracking number, <laughs> right? Y'all notice I ain't never been so happy to see a fucking tracking number in all my life. I'm, I'm waiting on some shit to come in the mail. Tracking number sat there for like three weeks. No no movement. All of a sudden it's gonna be here Tuesday. Shit. Uh. So yeah, I'm ready for that. Um. What else is going on actually? Oh. Daniel House got ejected from the bubble. Bro. Houston Rockets, uh, Daniel House, got ejected from the bubble because he was bringing work home. He was bringing work back he, to the back he, to the hotel he was room. Bringing work to work. He was bringing he was bringing some woman back to the hotel room. I think they I, I think all the all the things have her listed as like an unauthorized mm-hmm. persons or something. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he broke he he broke bubble po- protocol and brought some strange back. And just so y'all know, it, it, each once they got through the first set of eliminations, once once the teams that weren't making the playoffs got sent home, 
they allowed each NBA player to designate, I think, one person right. or a couple of people to to come with them into the bubble. And those people had to quarantine for two weeks in the bubble prior to meeting with their corresponding NBA player. Right. And they had to make a list of the people who were authorized to do so. And if y'all don't know, the NBA and Mickey Mouse and all of them were very strict with this shit. They are not playing. They have surveillance at every corner. They have... They're tracking your key cards. They're tracking everything you do because they don't want you coming in and making Taylor Rooks sick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We we can't have that. You know. So, you know, Daniel House probably had to put his baby moms on the list. I don't know that was his baby moms. (laughs) And and, And probably had to confirm it. But the person that he brought in was not his baby mom. Was not her. Not remotely so. And, uh, yeah, so they they smoothly sent him sent him home. That blonde hair and fooling nobody. So he got to go home to a whole different pandemic. I will say, that's <laughs> that's a, that's an awkward moment to go home to. I know he was like, can I just, hey, I know, can y'all just put me up somewhere so I don't have to go home? Right. Yeah, just it yet. was like, man, you ain't got to go home. Yeah, they like, now nah, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Just go and take that ass whooping now. Real talk. And and, here, and and here's the thing. It's him being sent home is is diminished a little bit by the fact that the Rockets got sent home the same day. They got sent home in a gentleman's sweep. They lost Thanks, in, Harden. Lost in five games. Thanks. Big game, James. Thanks. Thanks, James Harden. I blame you. Uh, even though I don't 100% blame James Harden because LeBron was lighting their ass up. Solo Dolo uh, lighting their ass up. Had to be at least 40 points a game. Yeah. Bare minimum. And, uh, okay, and since we're on air, since we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I will admit, Russell Westbrook held it down. Did all right. He he disappeared for a game. He stood up. He 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 held it down for Harden. Like he, like Harden really fell off. What the fuck is going on over there? That is. I'm sorry. I'm just showing a video of a palm tree on fire just in the middle of L.A. Jesus, just Christ. driving down the middle of the street. Imagine just seeing the top of a palm tree just on fire. Palm trees are just spontaneously combusting. This is that this is a post-apocalypse. This is that's Fury Road right there. That is some wild shit. God damn. Um, what else we got going on? Um, oh, but that was the other thing. And if if a fully quarantined uh, NBA can't maintain the can't maintain protocol, I have no idea what the fuck the NFL is gonna do. We're also talking about a league where the fans boo players for doing a display of unity. They dragged, <laughs> you see they dragged the shit out of J.J. Watt talking about that was unfortunate. Uh, no, no, no. Just, just, let me tell you, Justin, and, and, and Justin James Watt is so earnest when he says these things. J.J., it's racist. Say it with me. It's it Racist. It's okay to say. I know you're from Wisconsin. Which, I mean. Where they make white people. Yeah. Which is like where and, white people are, where whiteness is like the gross national product or whatever. And, and, and they make racism. It's like a cash crop over there. It's racist. 
racist. Racism is unfortunate. Especially for us. Particularly for <laughs> us. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with sports at all. You know, I have, uh, some of them people, uh, the UFC people caught Corona. Gilbert Burns caught Corona. His whole training team caught Corona. Mm. Uh, that's why, uh, oh, that, that's why the guy, he was, the, the, the Nigerian dude, Usman, he was supposed to fight, uh, they had to go get another guy. It, you know, so, and they're, and they, as, as crazy as it looked, UFC was actually going through the precautions. Yeah. And, you know, they, they had an empty arena and they were social distancing and there were, there were, there were gloves and masks and there was all kind of PPE and they, they hosed the, they hosed the arena down, which I thought was just so weird That's and crazy. so Hunger Games-ish. And, but yeah, after the match, you see them hosing the arena down and there's blood. Anyway, so if these people are doing the right things and they still can't maintain protocol. What the fuck is a contact sport going to do? Where you have 22 people on the field. <laughs> At any given moment that have, that have to contact <laughs> yes. and touch each other. Yes. And you got just as many people on the sidelines. And you got Andy Reid breathing into a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> just fogged up to hell. I don't understand how they do face masks for that long amount of time. Like I don't understand how niggas go to the gym in the mask. I, it, it's it's got to be tricky. It's yeah. It's, it's got to be tricky. It's crazy. I, and and then even with the restrictions of the gym, I don't understand how people put up with that shit. Just stay home, man. That's why I just go to the garage. Same, same. I don't even. I I can work out of my room. My, like my like my cave. Look, I can work out my shit. Look, yeah, Andy Reid. Andy Reid was not fucking with y'all. Okay, let me let me, and this is coming and this is coming from somebody who is in contact with a medical professional. Let me take this time out for a public service announcement. If you're going to wear the face shield, you still have to wear a yeah. mask. Yeah. If you are going to wear the full plastic face shield over your face, you still have to wear a mask for it to be effective. Otherwise, you just look like an angry beekeeper. There's an account that says Andy, Andy Reid's face mask. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, y'all. He's trying more than y'all. <laughs> look at this shit, man. Andy Reid. Fa- foggy, foggy as shit. Andy Reid mad as shit. They dragging the fuck out of him. Yeah, I got him out here looking crazy, man. Man, shout out to Andy Reid. Fuck, uh, what was it, it, Kansas City? Yeah. Fuck the Chiefs, bro. Fuck the Chiefs. Change the name. Really? Change that name. Nobody's mad about that? Gonna start calling y'all the team from Kansas City. Right. The Kansas City football players. (laughs) Um, uh, What else is going on? Oh, keeping with the Kardashians is ending. Oh, that's cool, because that means that I will have successfully gone through the duration of an entire show without seeing a single episode. Um, I watched a couple episodes when it first started. I was dating somebody in college at the time who was vaguely interested in it. Um, it didn't do much for me. Uh, I remember when I was Chloe's when when that was when Chloe had just lost all a uh, bunch of that weight. Uh, 
back before she looked Dominican. Um, I here's my thing, y'all. First of all, everybody's celebrating that keeping up with the Kardashians is over. Celebrating for what? They got the bag. They had eighteen seasons. Eighteen wow. seasons. When did that shit start? Two thousand seven. Yeah, that's right. Before I started dating that girl. Um, they already got the bag. First of all. Second. I don't feel the same I don't feel the same vitriol towards the Kardashians that a lot of the culture does only because we created them. We have to think about the era that they came out in. We kind of created that era in our curiosity about what rich non-famous heiress people are doing. Yeah. Paris Hilton. We we made Paris Hilton famous. Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie all all them shits and people who are famous for their affiliation to famous people or or rich people or just rich people or just for their affiliation to rich people or Ray J's dick or Ray J's dick um here's the thing when you think about who the Kardashians are they're just the family of OJ's dead lawyer and he wasn't even alive when they got bit when they got famous it's they're just they're just, they're just people that knew OJ's lawyer and OJ's lawyer wasn't that damn famous compared to Johnny Cochran. It's just weird and we created that in our need to see excess and our need to see how different and how strange affluent people are, which is a strange thing to look at now considering now it's eat the rich. Right. Prior to that, most reality television was regular people doing things. And it, now we got to see rich people doing things, staged or not. We got to see rich people doing things, which for some people was compelling. It's compelling. Um, depending on the person, it can be an interesting character study. I don't feel that that was the case for the Kardashians. Also, I'm happy about this show ending because... Um, when I meet when I meet women, I can stop pretending like I know who any of these people are outside of Kim, OJ's daughter, and I guess that's Courtney. After that, yeah, Courtney's I'm the other all one. them other K's, y'all made them girls up. They they invented them like cousin Oliver. <laughs> you know cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah, they made all that shit up. They made them up, because I, I remember. I remember when somebody told me Kylie. I was like, "What the fuck is a Kylie Jenner?" They weren't on. That wasn't. That wasn't. They weren't on there before. Or they casted somebody else, like they did Judy from Family Matters. Damn. They casted some IG model in her place because that, that's not who that was. I am happy about the Jordan Woods recasting, though. <laughs> 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 I'll say that. I'm very happy about that recasting. Um. Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not terribly amped about the end of the Kardashians. I'm not. I. I don't care one way or the other. I just think it's crazy people's reaction to a culture that they created. I will care if Chloe calls OJ dad. <laughs> we need that show. You know, OJ's out of prison. We need that show. OJ trying to reconnect with his daughter. I mean, Chloe. And and ask her why she looks Dominican now. That was like four faces ago. Damn. Um. 
Let's see what else is happening. Um, oh, in Hollywood, John Boyega versus Star Wars. Blech. That nigga bad. Let me tell you something. Y'all racist white people need to stop fucking with him. Especially since that check already cleared. But that check already cleared, so he don't give a fuck about slap about whether or not to slap the shit out you. Um, John Boyega has been very open on Twitter about how how his character in Star Wars kind of got the kind of got done dirty, and how he was the only character to be associated with race. And it's true. From day one, we were hype as shit because we saw a black stormtrooper. True. We were hype as shit when we saw a black dude holding a lightsaber. Um, and and there were people who who were trying to accuse him of not having the same energy, knowing quote unquote knowing how his story arc panned out. They don't realize that when he read that first script, he the second and third scripts had not been done yet. Right. So he knew as much about the story as we did going into it. Also, y'all eat a lot more bullshit at your regular ass job uh, for your subpar check. Y'all eat a lot more bullshit than John Boyega did for uh, for a fat ass check. So, you know, y'all keep the same energy too. Y'all only talk shit on social media. Shh, he coming. I've seen y'all I've seen y'all little IG stories. Got the got the phone all got the phone all down by your by your stomach. Yeah, trying to pretend you're not you're not uh, hitting the selfie button. Y'all look crazy, and y'all look even crazy now that y'all got to wear a mask at work. Saw so a chick works at Dollar General. Updating, talking to the fans or something. <laughs> That's what she act like. <laughs> with a fucking with a fucking mask on. Y'all got y'all gotta chill. John Boyega ate a lot. John Boyega ate a lot less bullshit than y'all eat for a sub, and y'all got a subpar checkout deal. So leave him the fuck alone. They also don't realize that John Boyega ate a lot of shit from white Star Wars fans just for this, the for the, existing, just for him being black, just for him being involved in the project. You know they didn't do that shit to Samuel L. Jackson because he'll slap the shit out. Yeah, you. and not to even mention what they did to Kelly Marie Tran. That it's, poor Asian uh, uh, yeah. Rose. Yeah, they did her. The, oh, they did her so dirty. That was now that was nasty. Um, Star Wars fans are getting worse every day. Well, that's what happens when you basically worship a glorified B movie franchise. I won't even say movie franchise. Star Wars is Star Wars is the greatest marketing campaign for toys I've ever seen in my life. Pretty yeah. Pretty it much. is a decades long marketing campaign. I love it. And I'll be at the next one. But it is a decades long marketing campaign. The likes of which I've never seen. Uh also in Hollywood, Ray Fisher, <clears throat> also known as Cyborg from Justice League, is uh at war with Warner Brothers. Um he now this was an odd at first, at first glance, this was an odd story. He fell out um, with Joss Whedon, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's not the first person to, to insinuate that Joss Whedon is kind of an asshole. Um, and he he lodged a, a formal complaint with Warner Brothers about 
Joss Whedon treating him questionably on set. Yeah. Him and maybe other cast members. Um, and to my knowledge, nobody else seemed to file a complaint, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and Warner Brothers allegedly did their own inve- internal investigation and found no wrongdoing. Of course. Uh, which, of course, they would. <laughs> when you investigate yourself. I would say, right. Um, and so they, so um, Ray Fisher lobbied for a third party to investigate the situation. And then they tried to say that he, that he was being standoffish and that he wouldn't talk to the investigator and all this shit. Um, trying to throw him under the bus, make him sound like he's being difficult. What was actually happening now that you now that he has come out on social media is that uh, Ray Fisher was actually um, he was trying to basically he wanted to what was it he he wanted to vet the guy yeah he wanted to vet the guy and talk to him and see and 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 see what his process and protocol would be that's it which is reasonable which is a hundred percent reasonable. See, we're so used to we're we're so used to the era where we can just go on social media, complain for a while, because I've done this, and the company will reach out to you and DM you and make it all better. Yeah. Ray Fisher is going about this the right way, so nobody can say that he didn't. Correct. Which is completely well within his rights, and I I think it's a smart thing to do. Now Nobody else has lodged a complaint, to my knowledge. But the other part of that is that people that filmed with him during the reshoots are all in support. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl from uh, that was in Dope. That's uh, uh, I never remember her name. Uh, oh, um, the 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 girl that played the stud in Dope, and she's playing Iris West, I guess. Yeah, she was like, I support Ray Fisher. Uh, Casey. Casey. Clemens. Clemens. Yes. Kiersey Clemens. Kiersey there you Clemens. Go. There, there you we go. go. That's what I it knew is. it. I was right there. I was round the edge. Um, Jason Momoa mm-hmm. in support of Ray Fisher. If you don't believe Aquaman, who are you going to believe? I'm just saying the people of color seem to know what's up. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Mm. And yes, y'all, Jason Momoa is a person of color. Is a person of color. Absolutely. Don't get it twisted. Um, and so uh, I, I'm in, I'm going to be interested to see where that goes because this isn't the first time somebody's complained about Joss Whedon, um, and the, apparently he did it enabled by Jeff Johns, who has yeah. also been documented as an asshole. Yeah. Um, I'm also interested in this because now we have a new black general manager of DC Comics mm. uh, Daniel Cherry the third Daniel Cherry the third you know we had to we had to do a quick a quick vetting I love when niggas don't go by junior and they just <laughs> go by and they just go by the third the third I love that the second or the third or, right I tried the second for a while I tried it, it didn't it didn't come off right <laughs> I mean you know um, what's what's most impressive uh, about this this uh, fellow is that it looks like he's capable of sporting a fully connecting beard He's got a that's a full connecting fucking beard. That is a beard. So I know he's about the shits. And so I know he's with the shits. Um, uh, he came from Activision Blizzard, and I, so far I have to say he seems to be saying the right things. 
um, you know, and, and and I realize this. Anybody can say the right things, but he is he 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 understands. He can read the room and he can understand what he's what he's there to accomplish. Yep. While always respecting the past, this is a quote. While always respecting the past, I also think it's our responsibility to leverage the cultural power of of the DC Comics to entertain and inspire an increasingly diverse global fan base. Comics have the power to create unique imagery and narratives that can move toward the that can move the world toward a better more inclusive version of itself it's my sincere hope that i am able to contribute and help evolve the brand and its relevance for generations to come that's perfect that's perfect you said the right shit with a David. fully connecting beard i'm just saying with a full connecting beard he's got my confidence i'm down i'm ready i'm ready I just want to see how they're gonna do this milestone comics rollout. You know, side note. I know this wasn't in the notes. I actually, right. I actually went back and started reading uh, the milestone comics. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be an interesting, an interesting relaunch. Cause uh, outside of Static, yeah, I don't know how familiar you are with those characters. Outside of Static, whew, some of those are gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. Some of those going to be tough. Hardware, I don't know how that's Hardware, that's basically if Iron Man was a black man yeah, was trying to take down his update. boss. Even Icon has got a kind of an odd origin yeah. now that hasn't really aged well. Yeah. He like he, he got here during slavery times. He's basically, Superman, if Superman landed here... In the Civil War? It, yeah. And like, he's just basically been his own ancestor? Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's he's he lives a long life, so he's just lived it as his own ancestor. But he's also like money. he's also like super conservative too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, know how that's going to age like, well. It's like a weird. They're gonna have to figure some shit out. So uh, uh, we don't know how that's going to work. Um, uh, let's see, Corona, Netflix wants to. Yeah, it looks like we covered it pretty much. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. Mm. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Yes, sir. I ain't drinking the shit out of this whiskey lemonade. This shit is delicious. You are. And I am proud of this shit. Meanwhile, I'm watching NBA star John Wall out at a party with no mask on, throwing up gang signs. And I'm not saying gang signs in the sense of white people thinking that any hand gesture is a gang sign. <laughs> Actual gang He's signs. He's actually throwing up blood signs and holding up a red flag. Oh. In the age of We ain't never going to be out of this shit. So, damn. Yeah. Had some niggas nigging. COVID has not stopped niggas from nigging. I'll say that. It has only emboldened them. It's true. It's true. I just want to remind us, you know, we did see it. We saw it. There was a nigga on a horse during the Black Lives Matter protest. <laughs> on a police horse. Yes! Yeah, you remember that shit? Yes! Niggas riding on the tanks and shit. Niggas are only going to nig harder. Just new opportunities to nig. Um, Nig harder. Nig harder. (laughs) Just all these ideas coming in one day. 
Um, in in the meantime, it is time for white people must be stopped. Y'all look, y'all y'all like y'all didn't notice we brought we brought back the the soundboard. We brought him back. Um, I'm being I'm being I'm being he's I'm being, being conservative I'm today. Being conservative today because today you know don't get used to it. Um, we have a listener letter. We have a we have a uh, white uh, real life white people must be stopped moment. Okay. From Danielle, Danielle Drunet. What up? Um, she writes. Hopefully this isn't too long, but here's a personal experience as to why white people must be stopped. So I recently, so I recently left my previous employer for a better job, better pay, all during a whole ass pandemic. Amen. There we go. There we go. For several reasons, but mainly for my black sanity. I had a coworker that consistently was blindly unaware of how to hold conversation with people of color in general. I've overheard things she said to others and had my own experiences with her over the course of my five-year tenure at this company. Two of my own experiences, I believe, are white people must be stopped worthy. Number one, I wear my hair natural 90% of the time, but on occasion, I will get my hair pressed straight. As per usual, the whites are ever amazed. I love she writes it like Dwight. <laughs> the whites are ever amazed when black women switch up our hair. So this idiot compliments me on my hair, but then asks, "So is that yours or is it a piece?" Woo! Don't worry, it gets worse. Oh shit! Number two. One day I'm in the employee common area on my laptop during my lunch hour. At this time, I was in college, and most of the people were aware were aware of that so she comes in and asks what I'm studying and I tell her actually I'm not studying for school I've been tracing my ancestry lately and looking into that while on lunch she said she had done the same recently and asked how my search was going I responded that I just hit a brick wall and could no longer find anything else on my ancestors after the late 1860s this bitch says are you sure I find that very hard to believe because I was able to trace my family back to the 1700s. Mm. I politely gathered my belongings, stared into her dead soul, and said, because slavery. And walked out and let her marinate on that shit by her damn self. Um, Because... That's a wonderful way to wrap it up. I, I do love that. Um, I mean, that'll shut the whole thing up. That w- Yes. Uh, white woman, we know you can. We we know you can find your lineage. Um, we know you can find your lineage back to the 1700s, probably back way past the 1700s, because um, your people took away my people's identity. Here's my thing, also. What are you doing with that knowledge? Because we we're, we're in the same place right now. I noticed she. I noticed she in this story. I don't see where uh, the lady said that she was as open to telling people that her her ancestors most likely owned people. Yeah, I'm just saying you talking all this shit about you can you can trace your people back to, you know, you know, 1700s, 1700s, or you know, 12 generations of incest. However you want to label it. <laughs> 
but we're we're in the same we're in the same place right now. So what does that tell you? Twelve generations. That's the name of this podcast. Okay. Of incest? No. Okay. Just 12 just, generations. Okay. I tried, y'all. Look, I look. I tried with the with, with the titles. We're not as out there as Budden and them. So look, we gotta. You know, uh, I, I pay in the ads, and social media advertising is very complicated. And they will shut your shit down for nothing. Um, but yeah. So Danielle, I understand one hundred percent. Um, customers have walked in and asked me all kinds of crazy shit. Um. Uh, one of my favorite moments that I tell people about all the time is where I was wearing beads. I wear I wear these beads, these Buddhist beads that a um, a, a dear friend and customer um, gave to me, and they are a Buddhist token of compassion. And I still have them at home. Sometimes they irritate my wrists. I don't wear them out all the time now. But a lady says, "I love your beads." I said, "Thank you." She said, "Where'd you get them?" I said, "A dear friend gave them to me." She leads in close and looks at me and says, are they from Africa? Ma'am, do you need a bag with this? <laughs> you should have leaned in even closer and said, these are anal beads. <laughs> Would you like to hold them? <laughs> Would you like to hold them? The, 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 the texture is... Uh, the texture is very interesting. It's a little gritty. Just. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I th- those are the weird. Those are the weird microaggressions that I think everybody's had to deal with at the workplace at some point, with people that don't know that their racial curiosity is just as racist as uh, outright racism itself. Yes. Like, your racial curiosity, you have to know how to navigate these things. And it's false, because fuck niggas do this too. They go, well, I just had a question, and you want to act like that. Yeah, I want to act like that for a reason, because your question assumes problematic things. And I think we have to understand that when when we talk to each other. When you're talking to any disenfranchised group, or any marginalized group. Mm-hmm. You have to understand why you... You have to ask yourself why you want to know this. And if the reason you want to know this is because of, is because of an assumption you made, and if that assumption makes you giggle a little bit because you because you thought it was cute, it's probably problematic. And you probably shouldn't ask that. Every You don't have to express every thought or every curiosity you've ever had in your head. Is it from Africa? Is did they come from Africa? I just told I told you where they came from, and you should just leave it the fuck there. If you want to, if you want to know the, if you want to know the Buddhist monk that gave them to me, I'll give you his card. He teaches he teaches ESL. So you know, so the person in your story really got it easy. To be honest with you, um. I had to lose my fucking job. I don't know what the benefits were like at your job. I had to lose my job right then. That's some bullshit. Um, but yeah, thank you, Danielle, for your submission. Send your racist, uh, your racist stories, your real life racist events, encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall, 
or any of our guests, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find any way to get in touch with us on social media, be it through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, we'll be. Oh, also, get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. Uh, and we'll be right back with your listener letters and top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm a little trashed, I have to say. That fucking... Let me get this last droplet before you Go kill it. Go for it. Kill it. Kill yeah. it. Ooh, this is going to be the worst part of it, too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I know what to do now. It's, it's all in the whiskey. You have to get the right whiskey. This is 90 proof. Shit. Um, it was 80 proof last week. <laughs> mm. It's nothing but whiskey. All right. <laughs> It is time for your listener letters. All right. Um, I'd say I've been very impressed since we opened the, since we opened opinions while black up to the public. Um, and just so y'all know, he doesn't read these letters to me before the show. I don't. I don't. So it's whatever. I, I look in there. Whatever's here is whatever is here. I ain't scared of y'all. Um, Candace Griffin. What up, Candace? What up, Candace? Um, asked. Uh, well, she didn't really ask. She the, the the first comment under questions for Oz and D Randall is her posting a link that says Kanye was blocked on the presidential ballot for Wisconsin because he missed the deadline with oh. with her comment late registration. Gotta give you some on that one. That was that was pretty good. I gotta like give you that. some on that one. Um, as far as commentary there, th- this is no surprise. This is exactly what I what I said was going to happen. He's too late to get. He's too late to be on some of these ballots. Uh, he's he's probably gonna he's probably gonna form an appeal for no reason at all because it's only his fault. Um, y'all 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 see what's going on, right? That. Every distraction is being thrown in front of us prior to November 3rd. A Every possible yeah. distraction. Yeah. Whether it's the post office, whether it's this clown, whether it's forest fires, whether it's, are we going to have a vaccine on November 1st? To a fucking meteor or asteroid or whatever coming close to the earth just before election day. Which happens all the time. All the, every day. Yo, did they really did they really pin a vaccine down in November first? No, they were, well they remember last week they were trying to say that this is a Trump thing. Yeah, they oh. were they were trying to they were trying to push for a vaccine to be ready by November first, and everybody and everybody was like, uh, y- 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 you asking us to do what now? If everybody's in line for a vaccine, ain't nobody gonna be in line to vote. Unless it, the the vote the the polls gonna be empty. Unless you put the unless you put the vaccine right next to the booth, which they ain't going. And on. even then, a lot of people, uh, black people, still ain't going. I'm st- like, I'm, I'm gonna see what y'all do first. Exactly. 
let all the white people quote unquote vote. We'll see what happens. Uh, if y'all don't drop dead in two weeks, y'all can get it. Y'all can y'all can get our vote later. Um, what else we got? L. Llewellyn James asks, "What are we gonna do to ensure that the pre- precipitous slump in ratings for Lovecraft Country comes to a halt and um, reverses in the upward trajectory permanently?" Multiple sources are showing the same data. The peak in performance for the series had been episode two. Mm-hmm. It's been going down ever since. However, possibly related to Chadwick Boseman's death, you never know. This ties into what will black people do to safeguard great programming that depicts them as three-dimensional human beings. I suggest fourteen ninety-nine for just one month of HBO Max is more than sufficient. Okay. Well, oh, I'll, I'll let you go. No, I'll get your shit off. Oh, I, I think the answer is, I think the answer is not as easy as you think it is. Agreed. Um, it, within my circle of friends, who you know, we all watch the same type of programming and we comment on it. I remember after after the second episode aired, a couple of people whose opinions I really do value and respect commented that. Episode two felt like it, it, it came here too early. Like it, it felt like it almost felt like a season finale. And I think what, and I, I, I've only started watching episode three. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. What I think we were not prepared for was something that feels almost like an anthology series, right? Like an adventure of the week type series. And I think we, that's what we were not prepared for. I, so I don't think the drop in ratings has so much to do with people tuning out of quality programming. I just think that, and 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 let's just be real: like the ratings aren't going to lie. Um, if people, because again, I, I look at my own viewing habits. I knew that after the second episode, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." So we're already here at this point. Where do we where do we go after this? Go from there. And I'm not going to be in a tremendous hurry to finish it. I am going to finish it, but I'm also an on-demand person. So I'm, I'm going to watch that. You know, I'll probably binge three or four episodes and then come back and finish it uh, towards the end of the season. I don't... As a, as a creative, I don't know how I feel about propping up a show. And this is going to sound very selloutish. I apologize, okay. y'all. I don't know how I feel about propping up a show simply because it's black. Um, in, in the same, and, and trust me, this is not anywhere close to this, but in the same vein that we always challenge Tyler Perry to do better, um, I, would, I would be more interested in seeing, I know it's a, it's a again, this is You want it to be organic. Shot. Right. I, I, want, I want it to be organic. And I, and I want to be in a position where we give people the creative input that makes the show better on its own. Perfect example of this is the show Community. Mm. The first okay. season of Community was tough. Same thing happened with Parks and Recreation. I know these are not black shows, but sure. But the outcome is what I'm talking about. When each of these shows first started, they were tough. Like, yeah, Parks and Recreation felt exactly like what it was it, it felt like just a rehashing of the office but in a different setting right first few episodes was tough they finally realized you know what 
we need to find our own footing we need to recalibrate this is where you know we're and they listen to feedback from people who watch the show who are like this is too much like the office and they develop their own identity Mm -hmm. community um started off kind of rough as well yeah and again they listened to feedback from people who watched the show that, that were just like, uh, this isn't really this, this isn't really that. And it turned out, you know, five seasons later, it was one of the best sitcoms I've ever seen. Yep. And the same thing can happen to Lovecraft. Like, I think as long as we... I, I, would, I would not want to take the approach of falsely boosting the ratings. I would rather take the approach of being more direct in what it is that we like as well as dislike about right. the show. Um, and again, as a creative, I hate the fact that people have to dictate what you want to, what they want to watch. But the but the fact of the matter is, you're creating a show for people to watch. Right. And if it's the format of the show that they have a problem with, whatever it is, I think the best thing for you is just to be honest with any feedback that you want to offer them in the hopes that they will deliver you know the quality that you're looking for now i will say this ratings were highest episode one episode two mm-hmm. episode three took place on an awkward weekend true chadwick boseman died yep and everybody in their mama was watching black panther mm-hmm. between between the game and between Black Panther, it, which everybody was watching, live tweeting it, and yeah. it ran, and its time, it, its time frame ran into even uninterrupted, ran into Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. I know because I turned off Black Panther for Lovecraft Country, right? But because I live tweeted, which even then, there was a lot of, there was a lot of buzz, and I think part of it, um. If I can, it just just going from what I see, the activity I see on Twitter, I think part of it is the same thing in regards to support for our community and on representing the media as support for our community out in the world, mm-hmm. which is we can support something hard, yeah. Um, but we also can't do it by ourselves true and part of it is galvanizing people that believe in these things not begging white people per se but galvanizing people outside of our community that believe the same things we believe that claim to be for us and say this is how you support us then Mm -hmm. this is how you support us in the street this is how you support us in terms of content if you want to support us, let let's direct you over here. Right. Because yeah, we do. We black culture does inform the culture to a degree, a lot. Yes. Um, at the same time, it can't just be us hyping for a thing. True. It's just, and Absolutely. that's not, and that's not downplaying our buying or selling power. It's just saying strength in numbers. Right, and because the, the the ultimate goal, y'all, is that we don't simply want to make black content for black people. We want to make black centered content that everybody can watch. Like we, and that's 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 the ultimate goal. 
Um, and you don't you don't have any level of success if you only um, have support right. of one group. Uh, you know, um, I'm just saying a lot of different people like this is us. Yeah, I'm not one of them, but I can understand why. <laughs> I can understand why. I mean, even even like even a show like Insecure, Insecure doesn't stay on HBO if only black people support it. I yeah, it it, it doesn't. Uh, you know, regardless of 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 what we may feel, for something to, to for something to work on HBO for that many seasons, it's not just black people watching it. I didn't think about that because I never consider. Very rarely have I ever considered uh, non-black people mm-hmm. and what they think of Insecure. Right. Uh, I didn't know white people were really out here investing in Insecure like that until mm-hmm. this is, and this is some years ago, a young lady invited me over and um, we're sitting we're, we're, we're sitting in her, in her kitchen having dinner. And she asked me about what I thought about the whole Lawrence Issa thing. This is season one. <clears throat> and she asked me what I thought about the Lawrence and Issa drama. And I was like, excuse me? Is she white? She was white. Oh, okay. She was quite white. Um, <laughs> and I was amazed. Yeah. And we had a real unpacking about it. And there were some things that I that she had to understand culturally about black women and how they... and. And black men as well, and mm-hmm. how they view poverty, how they view joblessness, or a lack of motivation, mm-hmm. and how they're bred to look at those things. Yeah. And it was a lot of context. It was a good conversation, but she was very invested. And she's gone for it and is still invested. That's what I'm saying. That, it's that, very interesting. It doesn't that that level of success doesn't happen if you only have black people watching. To look at something in contrast, look at the old UPN shows back in the day, Homeboys in Outer Space. Did not survive for the simple fact yeah, that only yeah. black people only were watching. Only black people were fucking with that. Um, but then you look at, you know, a show like Girlfriends. Again, had to have... And again, these are shows that... Which came about from Kelsey Grammer. Right. And even though Kelsey Grammer... And it was the biggest surprise for me to realize that he was the one that executive producer... The it was whatever. like there's more black... Need to be more black women on TV. Right. But... It, it, but it goes to show y'all that these shows can still be centered on blackness and still appeal to to a broader spectrum of people right so and that and that's why I say like that again as a creative those are the things that I have to remind myself of like don't be afraid or don't feel like you have to compromise who you are in order to get the widest appeal that you can because look if, if you're in the business of creating something for mass consumption You'd be fooling yourself to say, "Well, I don't give a fuck if everybody watches. I don't. Right. I, I only want twenty-one percent of the, of the you, potential viewing audience to watch agree. it." Right. right. But you know, you also want to make something that is just like this. Isn't just like Insecure isn't just a black show. It's it's a it's a show about Issa Rae's character. Yeah. And it, but it happens to be centered around blackness. That's it. But you know, for, as far as Lovecraft goes. Um, I wouldn't I want to. I think it's to. gonna make it. I think it'll make it. It's it's a it's a new show. It's a new concept. Yeah. Hell, it's produced by J.J. Abrams. They're gonna they're gonna let him cook for at least three seasons. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> if Lost can get away with some shit, woo! Lost Lost wasted five <clears throat> years of my life. Man, I, don't even get me I'm started. I'm still tight. fucking Lost, bro. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Biggest disappointment. 
Um, Kanji Sin asks, do you think Crystal's in secretly in love with Joe Budden? <laughs> Hello, Kanji. Hey, Kanji. Um, I followed your cosplay account, by the way. At Kanji Crafts on Instagram. Uh, so, <laughs> this is funny. Okay, so I don't... I know the full... I know the context, but I don't know the full context. I'm sure... For those of you that don't know, there have been some allegations about Joe Budden. Um, that he uh, is inappropriate with his dog. And uh, some of the... Some of the usual suspects have been taking this and running with it. I don't know this for sure, but I imagine this came from Crystal getting from the read, getting her jokes off. Maybe I don't know. Um, I know I know Joe Budden incenses her in a very special way. And let me just say, I don't. Th- so this is a this is Kanji's way, I guess, of asking what is Crystal's deal with Joe Budden. Crystal has, according to her on Twitter, she takes issue with Joe Budden being violent towards, having been violent towards women in his past, which he has been very open about. And I guess, so here's my thing in this era. Yes, Joe Budden has been, I wholeheartedly believe Joe Budden has been violent and aggressive with women in his past. He was high. He was. He's admitted this. Actually, he's been. He was high for most of his thirties, uh, for most of his twenties, and a little bit of his thirties. And he's been very vocal about that's not who he is now. Um. I really, I genuinely think it's just. I think part of it is an ego thing, because I don't. Uh, if it's not, then I don't understand how we hold people to account for things that they've done in their past. And and, and just to be clear, y'all, um, these are things that he's admitted to, and these are not necessarily allegations that we're like, oh, well, you know, that was then. We'll sweep it under the rug. No, people have, people have every right to challenge him on this. Especially the people who were victimized by his actions, they have 100%. every right. They have every right to challenge him on this as long as as they deem necessary. It's perfectly fine, right? But you also have to recognize that he is number one in a position of owning up to this, and also number two, currently is not displaying the the practice of of doing so right now. And and has openly acknowledged that that was a part of his past and has and has moved on from it. We can hope. One thing, and and you know, obviously I don't know Crystal personally, but sure. just from being a long time listener to the read, same. Crystal is very passionate about the things that she that she dislikes and the people Absolutely. that she dislikes, and she just will not let it go does not let it go now does she like secretly like joe button i don't know I, I i really think for crystal her her particular strain of anxiety is so deep-rooted that it doesn't allow her to let go of the things that cause her anxiety right i think that's really kind of a deeper implication of of, of what's going on with her she's always she seems to go back to those trigger points um 
and, and revisit them from time to time. And again, not to say that you need to forget anything ever, but she seems like she pulls on those trigger points because her anxiety will not allow her to do otherwise in a lot of cases. And, and you know, Joe, Joe kind of put a couple bars on that too. Joe's, yeah, Joe brings that out in people a little bit and he's fine with that. Um, I always wonder how we measure what the what the what the baseline is because we don't always keep the same energy. Yeah, Mike Tyson was notably violent mm. towards women, towards people. Yep, we do not treat him with the same regard that Joe Budden is treated at all. Mike Tyson is beloved at this point. Yeah, and because he is a fundamental now he is a fundamentally different dude. Yeah. If you listen to his podcast, he is very zen and very introspective about mm-hmm. the human condition. Um, very philosophical. Yeah. Uh, but Mike Tyson also has moments where if you roll up on him with a camera and he doesn't know who you are, he'll look he at you and go, who will, the fuck are you? He will fuck you up. Who the fuck is this nigga right here? 100%. So, you know, that a certain part of Mike Tyson from Catskill, New York is still there. And I'll do you one better. Common, didn't Common get some allegations against him recently? Yeah, and and we ain't heard shit about that since. And Common has had a long, long storied history of um of of homophobic and transphobic lyrics in his in his music as well. And because some of y'all think he's cute, y'all let that shit slide. But that's also, I, that's what I think. Yeah, but but you know, also, I mean, people people hard. The, I am not the same person I was twenty or thirty years ago. I would hope not. I'm uh, definitely not. There are things that I've done before that I'm ashamed of. Things that I've owned up to. Um, you know, none of them as bad as what some of y'all are talking about. But at some point, if that person is not that person right now, then try to try to see them for who they are now and who they've been for a while like right. if somebody just just turned over that leaf last week then you you know you, you can you can reserve some type of judgment but shit mike tyson was that person 30 years ago 100 percent. joe budden was that person you know 15 20 years ago yeah and you have to also understand that just because someone changes their behavior if if they incense you in a certain way and they're true to their character, mm-hmm. they're probably always going to. Yeah. Joe Joe may not be violent against women. Joe may not be um any of the things any of the things that he was during his uh period of drug abuse, but he's still a nigga from Jersey who dropped out in the tenth grade. Yep. And there's just some and and just and I'm not downing anybody about their level of education. I'm not being classes, but there are certain things there are certain things in people's background where niggas where certain niggas ain't gonna mesh. Mm-hmm. Where certain niggas aren't gonna have a lot in common if you put them in a room together. Yeah. And if there's some shit if a nigga like that incensed you in a certain way, he's probably always going to. Always. Um so yeah, just I mean and I could go on I could go on about how I don't understand how some of these stories come up and how sometimes people get out of control. Like I had to chill on my Daniel um, on my Derek Jackson shit. 
Because this nigga incenses me in a certain way, and I and I know I have to relax about that. Because, um, you know, some people like that for whatever reason they do. Until he does some other shit. Until he does some more fuck shit. I mean, he gonna come up on the list again soon. Um, but yeah, just just I could go on all day about that kind of shit. But that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, as long as you're not getting consumed with the shit, and every time a motherfucker's name come up, you gotta throw your lot in. Um, I think that's what Kanji was really getting at. Um, what else we got? Thank you, Kanji, by the way. Thank you. Um, thank you for, like, this is a part of her schedule. Like, she didn't know what day it was when we dropped the, when, when we dropped the episode <laughs> late. Um, Keith Cooper asked, is Dan Tony getting fired? And what should the Rockets do? Um, at the time of this recording, he's already, he's quit. He quit? Well, let me not say quit. He, um, again. Because uh, my answer was about to be, yes, he's getting fucking fired. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely over. The rumors are is that he's going to Indianapolis um, for that job. Damn. Um, he's informing the Rockets that he is becoming a free agent and won't return next season. Ooh. So, yeah. Well, should have saw that. He, he, you can't fire him because he quits. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> That's what that is. Dan Tony was Dan Tony was on the way out. Um and and understandably so. Something's gotta happen. They have the Rockets have a solid team and do not get past the playoff phase. Um and some so somebody had to be held accountable and they paid too much damn money for Harden and Westbrook. Uh so Dan Tony was gonna go. Tony is just reviled everywhere he fucking goes. He's well, it depends. I mean, he's they they hated him during the Kobe era. They hated yeah. him. The thing is, there's only so far you can you can really get with the playing style that the Rockets have. Um, they live by the three, die by the three. Their their defense is improved. Yeah, but they don't have enough versatility on that, on that team with his with his system to to make adjustments. Well, because so. Harden has to play defense. Yeah, he has to start playing defense. He just is a is a hundred percent opposed to it for whatever reason. Also, your players got to stop sneaking their side pieces into the hotel. Quit sneaking work into the bubble, y'all. Quit sneaking work into the bubble. I'm just I'm just ready to see that you know whatever video of of Harden at V Live tonight <laughs> in the drive through at V Live, <laughs> drowning his sorrows and some drive through titties. Um, what else we got? Uh, Karen Caldwell asked, "What do you think of the Hulu series Woke? Am I that? Am I am I wrong that I find it impossible to believe that black men don't know how America treats and sees them?" Uh, now, are you aware of this show? Is that the one with Lamorne Morris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a, he's basically this kind of oblivious cartoonist who doesn't really involve himself in racial stuff in race talks and it just in, in his words keeps it light I haven't watched this show this is what I got from the trailer and then he has a, a run in with the police a very innocent run in and all of a sudden he is quote unquote woke in that everywhere he goes as a cartoonist everywhere he goes inanimate objects are coming to life in very ethnic black voices and talking to him, and he's exp- and and I, he's getting to a point where he is 
seeing race racism issues everywhere like most people do um and whether or not he's going to explode and express that in his art i guess is the question um i don't think this is unbelievable just from what i saw of the trailer i don't think this is unbelievable because i've seen this change happen in people people that just did not involve themselves hardcore in race talks um who saw something undeniable and then that 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 pushed them to quote unquote become woke i think we i think a lot of people have friends like that uh i'll i'll watch it before i judge it I, I would say this is just what I got from the trailer, yeah. and I, I'm I'm going to watch it, and I think we can. This is something that deserves. We can have a, a talk about this okay. on air next week, probably so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. Yeah, my my only concern is that I I, I don't know if it's going to be too like on the nose with certain things, but again, I'll, I'll I'll look at it before I pass any kind of judgment. I'll say, I didn't look at the trailer until somebody, until I read this question before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it, and I don't know who the writers are. That that's another thing. But I think my thing is that the whole I think the whole spectrum should be covered. Yeah. Of protagonists that we don't agree of black protagonists that we don't agree with, black protagonists that make us mad. Yep. Black protagonists that make us feel seen. And in that regard. I am. I can live with a clueless black dude as a protagonist. I mean, guess what? Let's be honest. It's a lot of them out there. It's a lot of them out there. It's a lot of them out there in our lives. There are, so a, lot of, there are I, a lot of people, a lot of young dudes out there who just, for whatever reason, don't have that experience in life that has given them the awareness that shit is the way it is. So. Uh, Hal Allen asks, uh, did you watch Doom Patrol and what did you think about it? Okay. So, for, well, first, have you watched Doom Patrol? I've watched a few episodes. Okay. I have not. I have not. So, since the DC Universe even started, I was apprehensive to jump back into live-action DC Universe content mm-hmm. because I was with the Arrowverse at, since from day one until its decline, which I, when I stopped watching. <laughs> which was like day two. <laughs> And so I had just gotten over Arrow and The Flash becoming stupid and Supergirl becoming goofy. And so I didn't I I wasn't I wasn't really ready to get my feet wet with any more DC live content. I didn't I wasn't excited about Doom Patrol because I kinda don't give a fuck about the Doom Patrol. Um I read some of the Morrison comics, but that's about it. Everyone told me it's really good. I think I was dragging my feet because I was waiting on DC Universe to tank, mm-hmm. which it kind of sort of is. Well, some of that is being pushed over into HBO Max. I will probably watch it and give it a shot. I am not very excited about this version of Cyborg I see. That's the Cyborg and... Um, Robot Man? Yeah. They, they, they look kind of... Ridiculous. It, Robot Man looks kind of Power Rangerish to yeah, me. Yeah, man. It's so... What I can say is I compare it in a sense to Marvel's Runaways, which I couldn't really get 
I got through the first season. I couldn't make it through the second season. The the TV the TV superhero medium is a very tough one. Yeah, because they don't have the budgets really to work on the same level that that you're used to, say, in the movies. They don't have the budgets that allow for that. And the, I, in some cases, if that's what you're looking for, then it's going to suffer. Right. What I will say about Doom Patrol is that, especially compared to Marvel's Runaways, I think it's written better so far from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's just hard for me to get past how bad some of the characters look, and when they do, yeah. when they do try special effects, it does look a little hokey. Yeah. So, like one reason why I was able to get into, say, Daredevil, yeah. Jessica Jones, and so forth, is because they didn't rely on superhero special effects they were right. more grounded heroes and hell even even black lightning to an black extent lightning was lit it's, for what it's, I saw it's actually lit no pun intended but it but it was also grounded in a in better storytelling like black lightning was better than luke cage to me yeah but it was grounded in good storytelling and i think i think doom patrol I don't know. It's just not. I, it's, it's just hard for me to look at Robot Man and like, dude, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a dude with like a fucking mascot head on. It'll be the first time I'm apprehensive to watch something with Timothy Dalton in it. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the other part of the thing with Doom Patrol and a lot of this content that I just haven't gotten to, which is a lot actually, um, is that I'm and I'm happy. And it's a good problem to have. Is that. The superhero, the comic book related genre is so saturated now mm-hmm. that you can pick and choose. Yeah. If this had been some years, I remember as a kid, the only, I remember as a kid, if there was something superhero related, you had to watch it. The only thing that was on at the time was The Flash. The, the OG Flash with John Wesley Shipp. Yeah. Uh, which was a ridiculous show. A fun show. Yeah. That did not take itself too seriously. Um, that was decent primetime fodder, mm-hmm. but a fundamentally ridiculous show. It was the only superhero thing on. Yeah. I didn't have shit else to watch except if, unless I was just going to watch fucking Fresh Prince with my mom again. So it was the thing I had to cling on to. We have so much to choose from now. You can go, this is my lane, this is not my lane. I'll give Black Lightning a shot today. I might give Runaways a shot tomorrow. Hmm. And I can say, that's my lane. That's not my lane. Yeah. And I love that we have that much to choose from now. Um, but uh, as far as Doom Patrol goes, I'm going to give some of this DC Universe content a shot. Because I have it and I've, I've been avoiding it. Um, so You I, know what was surprisingly good that I discovered last week? What's that? The Harley Quinn animated show. Is it? Yeah. It was uh it was originally on the DC Universe thing or whatever. It's on HBO Max now. I was afraid to have to admit to to watch it and then end up admit and then uh, end up liking it and having to admit it because I wrote a whole article for Black Nerd Problems about yeah. how fucking sick I am of Harley Quinn. It's content. actually it's actually a good show. And it, it's um it's very adult. Like I was surprised. Like there's there's more profanity in that show than I think in any show that I've ever seen. Like there's a oh. lot. There's a lot. Okay. Okay. But it's but it's centered around I know this is this has nothing to do with the question, but it, yeah. it's it's centered around 
Harley Quinn leaving the Joker. Yeah. And it's... It, They're moving towards that now. Yeah, on, and on the surface, it sounds kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. But it actually shows, like, the plight of a woman trying to remove herself from the shadow of a man. Yeah. And, it you know, there's there's a whole other subset of things that go along with it. It's a, it was actually... You know what it reminds me of? Did you like the Tick cartoon? Yes. So imagine the Tick in okay. today's world. Okay. It, it has that same kind of feel. I'll go with that. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I will say I did watch... I watched the Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. And uh, I will say this. I, there's not a lot good I can say about it <laughs> on, in general. Um, but I really I really watched it for Rosie Perez. Because Rosie Perez can still get it. Yeah. I'm, I, I was all... I was, Rosie Perez ain't my type of... Ain't, ain't usually my type. But... I hadn't had a thing for her probably since white men can't jump. Yeah, since do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for the left nipple. <laughs> Thank God for the right nipple. And no, my wife is not in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, Rosie Perez could still get it. Um, but, yeah, I, so I did watch Birds of Prey. That was terrible. Um you know, I I'm always a fan of Janae Smollett getting a check and not getting sexually harassed on set. Hmm. Uh, so you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, I, I I've I've just been really apprehensive about DC content in general uh, because I've been so let down by the shit that I've seen, like Aquaman. Um, happy about Jason Momoa getting a check. Hey hey. Not happy about him being on contract for that. Mm. Uh, so there's that. So I'll I'll give a, to your question, Hal. I'll, I'm going to give it a little bit of a shot. And I'm going to let you know. Um, and our last question, Nene Woods asks, would Steve Rogers be disappointed in Chris Evans? <laughs> okay. Um. Maybe not. I mean, he looked at his old self back. Uh, he he looked at his old self from ten years ago and said, "That's America's ass." So he might not be so hard to impress. Randall has no idea what's going on. Uh, I, I do have an idea of what's going on because one of my female friends texted oh, okay. earlier yesterday saying, "Damn it, I miss Chris <laughs> Evans' dick pic." <laughs> to which I responded. I did not know, nor do I care that such a thing existed. Um, I just saw that he was trending and that one of my friends was very excited about it. I would have never guessed that that was why until I jumped on Twitter. Sorry I did. Um, I think... I'm just... Okay, I'm, I think Captain America would be proud. I'm going to say, I think Captain America would be proud. I'm sorry I saw it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a fan of the whole nude leaking thing that has not aged well. Supposedly he accidentally leaked it himself, but then everybody copied it. Oh, he did it himself. Oh, shit. Supposedly he was on Instagram live or video or something and scrolling through his own camera roll or something and the picture was in his camera roll. Again... I have no idea. I was like, you're right. right. What I do know, and this is going to piss all y'all off, 
If Captain America were alive today, he would vote for Trump. He would be a Republican. Let me say that. Captain America would be a Republican. Captain America has historically gone against. He'd be a Republican. I I, I don't. You Let know, me not I say he would so. vote for Trump. He would favor conservative. I'm sure that he. I'm sure he. Oh yeah, he has some conservative values, but very historically, when it's, when it's come to the more oppressive aspects of American policies, Captain America has been well documented as going against the grain. Recently. Not even recently. He became nomad because he 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 forsake the whole the whole American exceptionalism. True. That's right. How would he react to defunding the police, though? How would he react to what? Defunding the police. I think he would support it. Yeah. I do. I think he would support it. What say you, Oz Nation? I would say, what do y'all think? Do you think... Uh, let us know, and we'll talk about it on a later episode. And we're do not you, talking about Chris Evans, y'all. Right. We're talking about Steve Rogers. Do you think Steve Rogers, Captain America... Who fought in World War Two? Two. Do you think Cap? Do you think Captain America would um, support defunding the police? And I've never now just me personally making my case. I've never seen any. I've never seen any evidence that he would be in that if, if he saw what the police were doing now. I've never seen any evidence that would tell me that he would advocate for that at all. As a follow-up question for the, for the Oz Nation, go for it. What would happen in 2020 if Captain America handed his shield to a black man? Oh yeah, well, I <laughs> I feel like I know the answer yes. to this question, but yeah. yes, yeah. What so you saying? um, yeah, we'll put like a poll out there or something, and y'all let us know. And we'll you know we'll talk about it on air. Protect Anthony Mackie at all costs. Protect Anthony Mackie's goofy ass at all costs. <laughs> That's a goofy nigga, man. Uh, thank you for your listener letters. Um, uh, opinionswhileblack.com, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Those are the ways to get in touch with us. It is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! A uh, couple of runners up. Stefan Marbury is a runner up. I. Stefan Marbury is still beefing with Jay-Z. There's a whole thing where he's where he's mad now that Jay-Z is on his social justice work when he used to sell drugs. Um, but all you need to know is that Jay is that Stefan Marbury is still upset that Jay-Z blasted him in lyrics. Is Stefan still in China? Where where the fuck I don't is know he what, now? what the fuck he's doing. Like, bro, you're you're an actual Chinese citizen now. You got a dual citizenship. Just Chill the fuck Be out. Be over there and not. Eh, let me not. No, let me not say. Don't worry about what the fuck's going on here. Now, still do that. Yeah. But if you're in America, hopefully you're sitting the fuck down. Don't somewhere. worry about fucking Jay Z though. Well, you, and Jay Z is not above criticism. But what are you criticizing him for? Some shit he did twenty years ago. Yeah. That he has obviously moved away from. Yes. Yes, he's built a career off of you know talking about being involved in selling drugs and glorifying that and we, we fully understand all that some terrible shit terrible for the community terrible for the people around him also not different than a lot of rappers exactly um what does that have to do with now 
25 years later. 25 years later when you are actively when he is when he is actively pretending uh to bring social justice to the NFL. <laughs> actively pretending. I like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying we there's there's plenty of shit you can rail on Jay-Z about happening in the here and now. And there are things that he's done from a philanthropic standpoint that have actually benefited quite a few people right. under the guidance of Beyonce. So, let's... Yeah, he glorified selling drugs back then. Yes, he probably, um, as, as he says, um, sold drugs to pregnant women, which then Stephon created crack Mar- babies that killed their grandparents. And Stephon Marbury 100% listened to it. Yeah. He did. I'm convinced he did. Until and liked it. Until Jay Z had bars on him. Right. Don't confuse me with Marbury out this bitch. Run up on me at the light, you could lose your life. Um, uh, another runner up is T.I. Clifford wants niggas to get rid of their Cartier watches and use that money to invest. I just hate the sound of T.I. talking. I want one. I'm tired. Okay, one. I'm tired of rich people watching my pockets. Two, um, niggas who. Two, the only people really out here with Cartier watches is niggas like you. Yeah. Who have probably already invested and are using the fruits of that investment to buy shit that they want. The the niggas who the niggas who are rocking Cartier what regular niggas ain't getting off from the from the night shift at Denny's to go rock a Cartier watch. They're right. not doing it. No. And I'm tired of rich people. You give up your Cartier watches, Ti. Look, I I know I know you rich people have your own like social networks and all this other shit that y'all talk on that we can't afford. Talk to them about that shit. Talk to your rich peers about how they fucking waste their money on dumb shit and, and tell them to put their money in investments. I'm I'm ordering DoorDash. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm not and even DoorDash kinda of expensive for me. Yeah, I'm not even on the Cartier level. I'm ordering DoorDash. Fuck you. Sell I don't even guns own you a got. watch. I don't own a watch. I have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just relax. Sell them guns you went to jail for. Eat the fucking rich. Um which brings us to the thick of the list. Number three is Michelle Bachman. What? Where did she come from? Former presidential candidate and decommissioned fembot Michelle Bachman um, wants us to know that black transgender Marxists are trying to overthrow the country. Uh, no, I don't want. Uh, no, we're not gonna. We're not gonna listen to the quote. Um. <laughs> We're, uh, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing anything from the Kenneth Copeland show on my shit. Uh. These are quote. These are transgender Marxists, transgender black Marxists, who are seeking the overthrow of the United States and the dissolution of the traditional family. It sounds like like a Doctor Evil creation. I'm going to create transgender Marxists. Just just put some words together. Um. She goes further in the interview. During the lengthy interview, Bachman, long a controversial figure, propagated various pieces of information, including a skewed COVID-19 death toll and the assertion that George Floyd, who died in May in the custody of police, actually killed himself with an overdose. Hmm. An overdose of knee on neck? 
Like, I was is say, is uh, overdose of what? Uh, she called the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland uh, a communist takeover and suggested that the election of Joe Biden could precipitate a communist revolution. I'm not going to lie to you. Trans- tr- transgender black Marxists taking over the White House sounds lit as fuck to me. We've gotten to the point where they can't even come up with like good fake villains now. You know, remember after 9/11, like 9/11 for, you know, for racists and and demagogues, 9/11 was was perfect for them cuz you could just be like anyone that looks like a Muslim could be Al-Qaeda. a terrorist. Everything Al-Qaeda is out Al-Qaeda. there. Um, All of a sudden Tony Stark went from went went from fighting went from fighting the Viet Cong in the mm-hmm. comics to fighting Al Qaeda. Yeah. Like y'all y'all had a y'all had your golden opportunity after nine eleven. Uh, now y'all are just running out of shit. Y'all are just y'all are just again, y'all are just going to Doctor Evil's lab and just punching in random word salad and coming out with trans transgender black Marxists are coming to take us over. Cause I don't hate none of that shit. People, people who are in the street risking life and limb so that you can simply stop killing us are now on the verge of, of bringing in this whole communist regime. So I guess, I guess equality looks like communism to people. I, well, I, I guess know, the, old, the old white folks still, uh, still attribute, they still conflate communism with Russia, mm-hmm. and we know that in the media we got to make Russia the new enemy for everything. Uh, I just saw I just saw a Call of Duty trailer where the new enemy essentially is Russia. They're gonna come up with a, with another name for the country, but mm-hmm. it's Russia. They talk Russian. Uh, there's a lot of red Russian. Uh, so they're rolling back around to the old ones are the best. The old ones are the best ones. Yeah. They're gonna roll back around the Nazis. I mean, we shit. We're trying to do that now. I would say we're pretty much in that right now. They're not really responding to that because I mean, half of them support what the fuck they're doing right now. Yeah, y'all, y'all need to come up with some. If if y'all need like a creative summit to come up with like some new fake supervillains, um, write opinions while black at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, we're gonna charge you. There'll be a nominal fee. We'll not, yeah, we'll charge you for it, but we'll help you come up with like some believable, scary characters, like Todd with the sweater vest. Oh yeah, you know, fuck Todd with the sweater vest and the coffee cup, uh, approaching you while you're minding your own fucking business at work. That's terrifying. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking frightening. You know what I'm saying? So uh, all that to say, Michelle Bachman. Find a system update for your for your uh, outdated fem, uh, fembot programming. Um, fix your wig and shut the fuck up. Shut up. Learn a new tune. It's getting stale. The number two person who should shut the fuck up is Charlemagne the God. God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. This comes twofold because first we have to commend Charlemagne the God for coming up with a for um going into business with iHeart his employer um, to come up with a black centric podcast network called the Black Effect Network uh, which will center I think they I think they said they're going to roll out like 
15 or so black podcasts um and including uh horrible decisions is moving over to black effect drink champs 85 south um so to be fair he is putting on he he is putting on people that he promised he would take care of uh so I'm always appreciative of a man, somebody in the in the entertainment industry who is a man of their word. Yeah. Now we get to the part where he has to shut the fuck up. So he was beefing with Joe Budden a couple weeks back, or he had some shit to say on his podcast about Joe Budden and his Spotify drama. Um, and from what I understand, they had a phone conversation. Uh, this is according to both of them, I believe. Had a phone conversation in private where they were like, we have to stop slandering each other in, mm-hmm. in public. Wonderful. That's a that's a that's a great attitude to have. Everybody there's no competition here, everybody can eat. Then these dog allegations came back out. And apparently Charlemagne and the brilliant idiots on the Brilliant Idiots podcast had to get their shit off and get the jokes off. Uh, Joe Budden did not appreciate this. And Joe Budden devoted the second half, the whole second half of a four-hour episode of his podcast to railing on Charlemagne and his token white friend, Andrew Schultz. Um, Here's where I'm at. All that drama aside, because I feel like at the end of the day, there's not an either or for uh, for climbing the ladder in the industry that everybody can eat. Uh, Joe Budden believes in uh, creative control for the creator and power for the creator and not being treated like an employee. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne believes in climbing the corporate ladder and getting where you need to be to put people on. Both of these are valid. Mm-hmm. My issue comes in with the phone conversation. Right. I'll be damned. And this is why I screenshot new niggas. I'll be damned. If you're going to come to me in private with your hat in hand. Telling me about unity. And, and how we can get along. And we're not going to slander each other. This that and the third in, pub, in, in private. And then go out here. And run your mouth in public. I'll be damned. As far as I'm concerned, that's a bitch move. Now, I'm not just talking about between black, just between people. Definitely not between men. That's not how we get down. That's some, that's some of this new nigga bitch shit. I'll be damned if you go, if you, if you handled me, in, if you handled me in public, you need to squash the beef and handle the situation in public. Everything I say in public, I can back up, explain, apologize for, and take back if I need to in public. In the in the public forum. Joe Budden's better than me, and it's probably why I'm not further further than I am in life, because I'd have to slap the shit out of Charlemagne. You're not gonna come to me with this and then go back on your word. That's some bitch ass shit. Charlemagne is Charlemagne is garbage as it is, and business business shit aside, because yes, he has open doors for other people. I can give him that. But as a but just as a as a man, as a as just on a moral level, 
Charlemagne is a piece of shit. Charlemagne is a piece of shit who was who would sell his own damn mama out for a good interview. Mm. Not even for a good interview. For like with Quavo. Just an interview to hear himself talk. Just something to hear himself talk like he always fucking does. And he want, and 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 railed on and really railed on Joe Budden about a bunch of shit that apparently isn't true. Talking talk about he asked Spotify for two hundred fifty million, which sounds ridiculous. And Budden had a lot to say. Budden said that he went that Charlamagne went to Spotify and couldn't get the money he wanted. Mm. And to be to to make a to make a promise to another man and to rail, to go back on rail on somebody that's trying to change the game like you are. Yep. It's just maximum level bitch shit to me. There there should be honor among niggas. There should be honor among niggas at all times. Even people I don't fuck with, I got a level of honor with them. Mm-hmm. And I know cuz this happened to me once. I had a nigga I had a nigga rail on me I had a nigga that I talked shit about in the in the streets, in public. He called my phone at 11 o'clock at night. This is back in college. Uh, Euphonic will remember this. <laughs> called my phone back. Called my phone at 11 o'clock at night talking about, do we have a problem? We do now. We we motherfucking do now. At 11 o'clock, yes. And we had, a, we had a robust discussion about how I didn't fuck with him the long way. And... He went and he he went in a way that I felt like was humbling, and so I apologized. He apologized. We squashed it, and moved on. The next day, this nigga goes on social media talking about real niggas don't uh, talking about real uh, real niggas don't apologize for shit they say. Be a man. Mm. Mm. He avoided me on campus that day because he was gonna get the fuck slapped out of him. They had to talk me down. The same kind of nigga that thinks wiping your ass is gay. Shit like that. Damn dash weird shit. All I'm saying is Charlemagne, um, get a better razor, get a get a better razor to shave your head with. <laughs> get somebody to shine it for a nickel. Um, keep being a ten plus year iHeart employee. Because, you know, that's the other thing. You're trying to convince people that he's like a mogul now. Not a mogul. And the one, that's the one, some shit that, you owe, that, that you're only 50% into, and you're not even really 50%. It's a, they have a controlling interest and can take right. that shit away from you. And, and Joe Budden did a very good job of breaking down the business side of it, and what he said was very true. And this is a simple point to take home, y'all. If someone says that they're a 50-50 partner in something, and they did not invest any money in it, they are not a partner. They're not a partner. They're an employee. They're not a partner. How are you going to tell people that black people drive the culture, but you're basically giving the culture away? You're basically giving the culture away yeah. in a way that doesn't really add any leverage to your brand. Um, it, it, it's, it's like one of these, you know, everybody's got to have their black division now. You saw where stars... Has, stars has stars encore in black. They already had stars black too, but I guess the their their sub the subsidiaries have to have black divisions too. And now Showtime has BET Showtime. Hey, can y'all also like make sure that all the stuff y'all put on, at least more of the stuff y'all put on there is good too? We don't have to see, and this is not a shot. We don't have to see Love Jones every other like two hour block. 
I would prefer to see Love Jones. Showtime Black will play stealth with Jamie Foxx where he died like 30 minutes in I mean, and say that was Black. And Joe Morton was a supporting character. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It has a black person. I'm just saying, everybody's upgrading their black division. And iHeart basically made a black division and gave and, and gave creative control to Charlemagne. Um, that's wonderful for the people that you're putting in the door. Uh, but don't act like it's more than it is. Shut the fuck up, Charlemagne. Shut up! And the number one person... Who should shut the fuck up? It's Tory Lanez. Shut up! Tory Lanez uh, basically came... Uh, Tory Lanez broke his silence. So here's the order in which he broke his silence. Uh, as you know, Tory Lanez shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. Um, like two months ago. It's been two months now. Um, first... Tory Lanez broke his silence to correct some radio station that said that 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 said that his his uh his streams were down, which they are. Mm-hmm. And he texted them to rail on them and say that his streams are not down. You shot someone in the foot. You shot not only someone, but arguably the most popular artist out right now. And that is your opening statement to defend yourself. My streams aren't down. I'm doing fine. First of all, that's a fuck you right there. Yeah. Second, he texted Megan Thee Stallion. The text is where it gets nasty. He texted Megan Thee Stallion um, to apologize. First of all, you can't have good friends. Any friends would have told you to not contact someone that you victimized during an ongoing investigation. Quote, I know you probably I know you probably never go I probably I know you probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. His explanation is I was just too drunk. Nonetheless, none the and less are all separate. <laughs> words in his sentence <laughs> shit never should have happened and I can't change what I did I just feel horrible because I genuinely just got too drunk as as a champion drinker I have gotten too drunk I've also had my moments where I've gotten too drunk as well and, and we drink we've consumed alcohol on 104 consecutive episodes of this show <laughs> for two years for two years and not once have I ever been so drunk that I shot someone and shot them twice never in the foot never why do you have a gun on you why do you have a gun on you going to a, going to the spot when you have a bodyguard when you have security that's probably paid and licensed to have a gun on him. Why do you have a gun on you? Well, you know you're going somewhere where you're going to be under the influence. What are you thinking? Are you even a U.S. citizen? Aren't you just visiting? Aren't you from Canada? And your explanation is... Like... I can't imagine... 
accidentally shooting any of my friends. I can't imagine accidentally I, shooting anybody. I can't imagine things escalating to a point where I shot someone and then me calling them right or texting them. Like I can't I can't who does that? I can't accidentally shoot you and, and then hit you up and go, "Man, um <laughs> my bad. Uh I know you don't want to talk to me, man. I was just drunk." The fuck? That's some shit that you say when you got caught fucking somebody else. That's some shit you say when you when you when you in the club tonguing down some other bitch and you get caught on camera. And I apologize for the usage of the word bitch, but I'm using it in the terms yeah. of you know how they might use it. Right. Um and you say, Man, I was just drunk that night. I didn't know what I was doing. Toy lanes. You have made every bad decision one could possibly make uh, in this case. Who is your team? Who's your lawyer? You don't even need a lawyer. You need you need a Jamal. Jamal would not let this go down. You need a Jamal. Jamal would not let you call someone that you shot. Bro, who, to who, further incriminate yourself. Who, 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 who are you texting? Who is that? Who is that, bro? Give me that shit. Is that Megan? That's my no, that's my mom, man. That's nah, my mom. It's, no, I, no, no, no. Just give it here. Just I give promise it here. It's my mom's, man. She, she, man, quit playing, bro. You really gonna text Meg, bro? Man, it's, man, you don't, you don't understand, bro. It, it, it. No, 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 nigga. Not none of that feeling shit. You are in an ongoing investigation, my nigga. Man, but it's just, as soon as you, it, it, as soon as this says sent. This shit gonna be on the internet. The well, whole internet, all of the internets, my nigga. Well, I, I, I already sent her one though. But I, I, I just said I was sorry. I didn't say what I was sorry. What did you? Say? Let me see what you said. Did, oh shit, man. Bottom, probably never gonna talk to me again. I genuinely want you to know. You spelled all this shit wrong, bro. Bro, bottom of my heart. I'm Canadian. We don't got spell check. Bottom of my heart. How you gonna, How you gonna tell somebody from the bottom of my heart that you shot? That's 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 real that's real love. You shot her, bro. You shot her both feet, bro. I mean I don't even know how the fuck you do that. That's some cheddar bob shit, my nigga. I can't let a limp like that. I man. was just too drunk. What the fuck? I had Man nigga, give me this fuck. I had bro. two amaretto sours, man. I'm to lock you out of this shit, bro. Bro, come on, man. What if my mom's called? Amaretto sour. Don't ever say amaretto sour again. Don't ever say amaretto sour to another man again, fuck, bro. Man. Fucking never should have. Can I, I was genuinely can I have my phone back horrible. though so I can no, play bro. I gotta no play. bro I'm just trying to play Bejeweled man no nigga no nigga go play Call of Duty bro I whip your ass man fuck out of <laughs> here bro I'm trying to look out for you nigga that was mess. that was that was nigga piece theater thank you very much um Tory Lanez is literally the worst Tory Lanez you know this cancel shit I, you know I know I have I have shit to say about this cancel shit all the time if ever it was a nigga that needs to get canceled, it's Tory Lanez. Send this nigga back to there is one Canadian there are two Canadians too many out here wilding. <laughs> There's only room for one. You're making Drake look bad. We let we let Drake make it, but Drake's still in Canada. We let Justin Bieber stay here to act as like the ambassador to Drake. Right. You There's no room for you, Tory Lanez. No, there ain't no room for you. You fucking up. You fucking up Canadian American hip hop reg- uh, uh, relations, bro. You shot a black woman from Houston, a Houston black woman. 
Boy, you know, and you are you already know, because she's from Mo City. She already got people out there ready. Oh, to whoop she his got ass. niggas ready. They ready to whoop his ass. I'm one of them. I ain't gonna lie to you. He, if he ever, which he never will, if he ever sets foot in Houston, it's, it's a over. Rap. It's over. And 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 it, it wouldn't you? Isn't she cool with Jay Prince? That's over. That's over. <sighs> It's Troy Lanez just need to go back to fucking. It's camp. already That's done. It. Your career be, is done. He ain't gonna be safe there. Your career is done. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. This is this is worse than when Fab beat up old girl. You're done. Just shut the fuck up and go. Chicks tape wasn't that good. Just go. Just you're done. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. For real. Fuck you. If I ever see Tory Lanez, I'm gonna slap the shit out of his tiny ass. <laughs> That nigga's minuscule, bro. He is. That nigga's a tea sandwich. Ain't never seen with any, the crust cut off. Ain't never seen anybody fight two niggas and two not niggas. get a and not get a hit off on either one of them. And neither one of them even knew that he was swinging. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? He most certainly did. We did an amazing podcast, y'all. The merch is back. We back. We bike. <laughs> the merch is back. Um. Uh, uh, Friday, we will have new merch. Designs are already done, inked. Uh, we'll be back on our shit for uh, we're 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 gonna make an effort. We're back on our shit for every Friday. Um, new shirts of quarantine life. That's right. We want to encourage people that are that have been doing the right things, that have been staying their ass in the house, that have been wearing the masks and socially distancing. Um, we want to, we want to, we want to offer some incentive and we made a shirt just for that. Um, it's kind of like my thank you for y'all doing the right things. It'll also be in masks too. Yes. 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 Uh, shirts and masks, shirts for the ladies, uh, tanks. Sure. Why not? Tanks. I'm always for tanks. It's Houston. It's hot. Um, yeah, I'm all. I'm always gonna support tanks. Uh, do we have titties tanks? <laughs> By yeah, yeah, direct got, request, yeah, absolutely. we do. That's right, we do have titties tanks. You gotta, right. you gotta see. She's yeah, she's still not here. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta maximize any side boob opportunity. It's true that presents itself. It's true. Um, uh, church announcements, D. Randall. Absolutely none. None. Uh, I think we've done. This has been a pretty full episode. We will be back. Next week, uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. In the meantime, this has been episode 105 of Opinions While Black. Yep. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. The soundboard is back. We don't know. We're we not going to know how to fucking act. <laughs> we just warm jaw into it. Yeah. <laughs>